right. All right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, freedom lovers of all ages, welcome to episode 71 of the Life Short Live Free podcast. I realized the other day that uh, we never introduce ourselves. So like anybody that's listening to this podcast for the first time doesn't have a freaking clue who they're listening to. So I introduce everyone on Gears and Beers. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, that's my fault, and I never, yeah. I never, I never uh, introduce anybody here. I am your host, Sam. I am joined my by uh, Box over there, and we are actually down a member, our uh, guy that usually sits right across from me, Johnson. He, uh, him, and his wife just had their had their third child, so he's on uh, paternity leave today. Isn't it funny how like somebody has their first kid and you're like, oh, congratulations, and you shower them and, and everything's fantastic, and then they're like second and third kid, you just like fist bump them, you're like, All right. congrats, dude. Like he didn't <laughs> even text us or tell her that <laughs> she was born or anything. No, I saw it on I saw it on the Facebooks. Charlie. You know I have four friends now with uh kids named Charlie. Four. Yeah. Who are the other two? Johnson. Greg, Greg has a boy named Charlie, okay. uh, Jordan, and uh, then um, Tyler Evanhues. You remember him, Stifler? Yeah, he's got a girl, little girl named Charlie too. Mm. But yeah, so Johnson is out. It's just uh, myself and and Box today. So I don't know. Maybe a short episode, maybe a long episode. We're just gonna kind of uh, kind of play her by ear and uh, see how see how she goes. Uh, what are you drinking this morning, Box? A screwdriver. That's kind of what I figured. Did you get over your uh, your illness, whatever the hell you I had? I did, but then like last night around, like right after I got home, a sore throat just came out of fucking nowhere, and now I got a runny nose like a son of a bitch <laughs> and a sore throat, so apparently I'm sick for the second time in three weeks, so uh, I was I'm pretty discouraged. I was talking to my girlfriend the other day. Does it seem like, maybe just because like we're more aware of it, but in the last year and a half, it seems like people get sick more. Have you noticed that? No, but I'm also a hermit, so... Uh. Maybe maybe it's just because we're more we're more uh, aware of those things. Like I feel like I, I'm sure that's a part of it. Because every time you're like, well, I'm a sick, and I don't know if it's COVID, so I don't want to. Everyone's always mentioning that they're sick. Yeah, that's probably true. You're probably right. Did you do any Americaing this week? Um, not really. No, I really didn't either. Uh, I mean, other than the usual, working on guns all week, I did get a uh, get did get a uh, new holster system laying there on the on the table. I got the uh, I never even know. I don't know if it's Incog or it's Ed, Edge Edgeworks Manufacturing that makes it. Um, what Edgeworks Manufacturing? That's who like bills me for it and who ships it and everything. Or is it Incog? I don't even know. It's G code. G G code. I mean, yeah. G, G code, G code, incog. So, where, where does Edge Man, Edgeworks Manufacturing come from? Because that's how they always bill me and everything. I wonder maybe if it's just a subsidiary. G code is just a subsidiary of. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, it's a nice, solid little holster. I like it. Um, uh, appendix carry. Got uh, the Kydex. The I really like it because it's got that felt on the exterior. That's re- that's really nice. If it en- ends up rubbing against your skin at some point, it's always always nice and soft. Pretty pleasant. I enjoy it. So I find I feel like I finally found my my system. Um, for the longest time, I carried like at three o'clock or three thirty, you know, kind of in the back, and that's never the best way. And then I, I refrained from going appendix for so long just because I, you know, I didn't like it. But ultimately, it's the 
it's the quickest and easiest. It's also the most dangerous, but if you follow the, you know, and, and that's one thing I do that people probably look at me funny. Like every time I reholster, I, I, I use my other hand generally and kind of like point the holster away from my dick. So if it does happen to catch on it, like I'm not going to have, I'm not going to chance that. <laughs> well, you're supposed to like go up thrust yeah. when you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it, you say it's more dangerous, but it uh, yeah, it can be. I mean, the dangers are there, but there's the, those same dangers are everywhere else too. Because say you're carrying three o'clock, a lot of most people will tip their muzzle in at yeah. themselves when they're holstering back there. And right, they, they're not even conscious of it. Where you you can be a whole lot. It's a whole lot easier to not do that when you're yeah, holstered up front. That's true, but and then the, but I guess it, say you did end up shooting yourself. You end up shooting yourself in the ass or your thigh or something, which is is not a good thing. You know that's gonna suck. But the problem with appendix is obviously you know all the goodies around there, and then even worse than that is your your femoral artery right there. So, um, yeah, that's something that you don't. I think if you do decide to carry appendix. Don't don't take it lightly and don't don't use a, a shit uh, holster. You're, you're gonna want to use something that you can you you know and you can trust. But I enjoy it. I think it's a. I think it's the. I finally found my solution. So I'm pretty happy about that. But anyways, before I do forget, uh, we have a couple sponsors for this show. We're brought to you by Ballistic Imagery, photography, videography, and wall art for those of us that love freedom. Take your business to the next level by giving it the look it deserves. They can provide you with product photos for your website, images for an advertisement, content for your social media, or even film a commercial. Or if you're just looking to hang something on your walls, check out BallisticImagery.com. Use coupon code LSLF21 for 10% off your order. Ballistic Imagery, bulletproof quality. See for yourself on Facebook and BallisticImagery.com. And also, if you happen to be watching the video version of this on uh, on YouTube, you can see on the back wall there that is a an image of a strapping young lad that ballistic imagery took. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty sweet. That's the matte version. They also got a, a, a gloss version that, that I, uh, that's the ones I, I usually buy. I got a couple of those in my shop. They're pretty freaking awesome too. We're also brought to you by Shyworks, Iowa's customer preferred Cerakote applicator. Check them out at shyworks.com. Um, basically, we take your dreams and uh, about how you want your gun to look, and we make it a reality pretty much any way you want it, from camos to battle-worn to any crazy design-themed um, themed uh, guns that you want. We can handle it for you, from apocalyptic to to beer-themed to chainsaws to whatever you want. Um, just tell us what you're looking, and we'll make it looking to do, and we'll make it happen. Um, so, yeah, shyworks.com. Use coupon code LSLF10. You can get 10% off. Uh, everything on our website from lasered mags, mag bases, Glock backplates, patches, shirts, 10% off. Use coupon code LSLF10. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm drinking a little bit of cappuccino box, but uh, why don't we... Uh, I, got a, I got a little bit of a party pack for the Whiskey. old... Of the week. You really went out of your way for this one, huh? I did. You yeah. didn't even think of it, but then when you checked out at Prano, you're like, "No, I bought this several days oh, ago." I'll buy that. I bought oh, this several days yeah. ago, so this wasn't just a just a just a happenstance situation. But this is, um, I think we've, I don't have we done one of these on the show before? Midnight Moon, um, Moonshine. I don't know. I feel like 
It's not like unfamiliar to me, but I don't know if we've done it on the show. I have it. I have. I've drank it. I got a bottle of it at home, actually. Um, but this is just what they call a little party pack here, and they got they got four different flavors. They got the the midnight moon. This is a hundred proof moonshine. This is just a normal, and then they got the midnight moon watermelon. They also have what the hell is this one? This one is uh, lemon, maybe. There's a, there's a, there's a picture of a lemon on the top. Oh, lightning lemonade. Ooh, that might be good. And then the last one here is um, cinnamon, isn't it? No, it's apple pie. I bet. Oh you, yeah, I should have known. Actually, I've had this one, and I do know. I think that's what we did. I do. Yeah, I, I believe you're right. I think this one. Have you ever had like homemade apple pie? Yeah. People like take the the Everclear. Yeah. And the uh, cinnamon sticks and all that shit. That stuff is, let me tell you what, dangerous. Me and Colin went to the bar one time in Emmitsburg when I was still living over there. And I don't remember when. It was during one of the holidays, I think. Or a holiday break or something like Halloween or some shit. And they had a beer tower full of apple pie. Ooh. And it was dollar shots, and we sat down oh. at the bar right by it. So oh we no, like, this is dangerous. It's just yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, we were at a Chiefs game years ago when I was living in Kansas City, and they had apple pie moonshine out there. And it, you just don't know like how much you're actually drinking and, until it it hits you, and then mm -hmm. you're just like, holy shit, because right. it's not like drinking like it doesn't burn or anything. It's just so smooth. But so what one? Uh, should we try all these, or should we just split them up, two and two? Might as well try all of them. All right. Well, how about we go... Let's try the harder one first. The harder one. <laughs> we got a bunch of sissy-flavored whiskeys here. <laughs> no, no. Th dude, this is 100 proof. This is oh. this is straight. This is their actual, their moonshine, like their oh. normal moonshine. So this ain't no... This ain't no sissy drunk here. Boy, we were really falling off the quality wagon with the <laughs> we've got a cardboard box of a party pack that looks like you got a fucking sam's club or whatever well to be fair you can buy these like the yeah. whole bottles obviously but yeah um we are yeah the quality of our liquor has gone down in the last few months we should probably re-energize that but the problem is we started doing it on sunday morning instead of mm -hmm. saturday night so well let's uh let's split these up here a little splash in here splash in here and this is like i said this is their 50 proof straight Ooh, <laughs> that <laughs> smells like isopropyl alcohol guy <laughs> yeah yes yes it kind of does unless that's what you just cleaned it with oh uh, no i cleaned them long enough that should have all evaporated but yeah it, it definitely has a it definitely has a sting to it yep that's that's that that's that it's not as bad as it well no it's not as bad as it smells it's not horrible it definitely definitely has a burn to it but as far as fit as 100 proof alcohol goes it's not really that bad no what do you think that's got a weird taste <laughs> maybe I didn't maybe it is mixed with the <laughs> but it's not it's not like super it doesn't like it doesn't like toast your nostrils like it like a, the really hard shit does 100% corn maybe that's why it tastes so weird mm. could be I would rate that 
It was smooth though. It was smooth. And it's so I'm gonna give them credit on this one for a hundred proof whiskey. That is pretty that's pretty damn good. Grain and neutral spirits. What the f that means? I could not tell you. What one do you want to do next, Box? Let's save the close your eyes and pick one. Let's save the apple pie for next for last. So left or right. I can see them. Left or right. <laughs> Right. Uh, we're gonna have the old the old lemonade. This is this is called lightning lemonade. This is um this is seventy proof. So this is just a typical like generally, you know, what most uh well, a lot of liquors are is just thirty five percent. So um we'll do a little splash of these. We should try to find Mute buttons for each mic, because days like this, I'm sniffling all the fucking time. Yeah, Johnson definitely needs one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if if he's got a cold, you're gonna know it. Uh, this one. Wow, I bet this is. It smells super sweet. Yeah, it does. But it smells just like lemonade. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Mm. Wow. That's actually, that's something I that I could see myself putting a little bit of ice in. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I had quite a bit of residual in there left from the last one. Uh, yeah, I could. I don't know. I could see myself putting a little bit of ice in that, sitting out on the patio on a on a uh, hot afternoon. That would be delicious. I don't know. I don't know about that. You don't like that? I, one? It might have just been some. I could. I don't know. I think there was just something left over from the other shit left in there. That could be. That could be. So like the flavor was good, but there was still something in there that wasn't wasn't so good. Maybe you should wipe your glass out real good cuz I'm not I'm using the last of our paper towels for my nose. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, like I said, we're going to save the apple pie for last. So we got this this uh water this is just called watermelon. And I bet you this is another 35%. Let me see. 40. Yeah, no, it's 35. Damn. Just typical. Um, but I bet this is going to suck. Why? Uh, I, I've i never been a fan of fake watermelon flavor. It's just... I knew you were going to say that somehow. It's just not good. Um, but we'll we'll try it. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it is. I'll give her a, I'll give her a fair shake. It can't be that horrible, right? I like watermelon, watermelon stuff for some reason. I, I've never been a huge fan of it. Mm. Mm. It is maybe doing several shots Ooh. on a Sunday morning will <laughs> kick this cold. Yeah, yeah. I used to That's work with works, a, right? I used to work with a Mexican named Victor. Hey, Victor. He always said if you came in the cold to work with a cold, just gargle some tequila. No thank you. If there's one thing worse than drinking tequila, that's gargling. <laughs> he'd also come to work. Um, oh, I guess this was another fellow I used to work with. He'd come and for his lunch, he'd have a sandwich or whatever, but then a whole fucking jalapeno, and he'd just eat it like banana. Nom, nom, you know, chomp that thing down. <laughs> I like jalapenos, but not that much. No. Um, it smells, I mean, it smells all right. I can tell that already that I'm not going to like it just because I don't like that flavor. Yep. yep, not a fan, not a fan. Just and it's not. It's smooth. 
but it's very sweet and that kind of flavor I've never been a huge They've fan all of. got a similar taste on the back on the back end of them. Or maybe that's I don't maybe I should that's be probably my glass. But. That's probably because they use a similar recipe and just change up the flavoring, yeah. I bet. That the taste on the on the back end like a some kind of fucking whiskey connoisseur here. Huh? I'm not a big fan of. Well, actually, to be fair, we are kind of connoisseurs at this point. We're kind of connoisseurs of shit whiskey. Or the dumbest connoisseurs <laughs> I've ever fucking seen. Right, but like, and I remember when we started this whole deal, whiskey is definitely an acquired taste. Because um, when we started this deal, I don't think anybody really liked whiskey <laughs> that much. It was just something that we enjoyed doing. Uh, but now I almost enjoy like drinking straight whiskey, even if it's not like the best whiskey in the world. Now, I don't know. This is pretty much the only place I I do it. Uh, I I'm fine with it's. I don't know. I'm not gonna like go to the bar and order a straight whiskey or anything. <laughs> I was in Dusky's the other night with the the old lady, and um, I decided to have a, a Jack on the Rocks. Just, actually, I enjoy whiskey on the rocks now, but they <laughs> fucking. They put a, f- a few, some ice in there and filled this bitch up to like here. So there's like, <laughs> there's like five shots of whiskey in there. And I'm like, yeah, honey, you're definitely driving home after this. <laughs> Was it one of the younger bartenders? Uh, no, no, it was, it was one of the ones that knows me though. So they're probably just like, oh, I'm going to give him a great guy's a raging know? alcoholic. <laughs> it was, it was $4 and they gave me like five shots Jesus worth of liquor. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Or maybe they were drunk and just didn't realize what they were doing. Yeah, that could be. That could be. All right, this is the apple pie oh, one. This actually smells good. This is the apple pie, and yeah, this is going to be... I have high hopes for this one. Mm. Yep, that's apple pie. Yeah. I think the one we got at home, we threw some cinnamon sticks in. Um, It seems like it needs something. I bet this would be fantastic in my cappuccino, though. Try it. Yeah, we just did like four shots. I probably don't <laughs> on a Sunday morning. I guess it's not morning anymore, but yeah, we're we're good to go. It's almost one o'clock. Yeah, we can get hammered and not feel guilty at all. <laughs> as long as you stop drinking by seven on a Sunday, you're good. Um, yeah, this doesn't have the bad aftertaste like the other four or three. Yeah, actually. I'm going to rate this watermelon flavor last because I'm just biased. I don't like watermelon flavor. And then I'm going to go... Actually, I think I'm going to put lemonade first. Really? Yeah. Huh. I think I really like the lemonade. So I'm going to go the the watermelon, then the normal straight 50 or um, 100 proof moonshine, apple pie, and then the, the lemonade flavor. What are you gonna? I would switch the apple pie to first and the the regular whiskey to last. Huh. Interesting. We have different tastes, definitely. Hmm. Yeah. Not 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 a bad deal for. Uh, for how much was that? Eleven bucks. And how many? And it's it's more. Than, is it more than two ounces? Let's see here. Each. I one, feel like that's a really big two ounces. If it is, the, yeah, I would assume so. It's fifty milliliters, whatever that means, uh, as compared to ounces. Oh, I'm a f-ing American. <laughs> yeah. No, no, none of this metric system shit. We'll find out here. Um, fifty milliliters to ounces. It's yeah. I, it's at least two, bro. It's not even two. One point six nine. Really? Huh. Well, they they they. 
creatively uh, packaged at them. It's yeah, like in little mini. It's an illusion. It's in little mini mason jars that look. Uh, they look pretty. I mean, they look good size, but we'll save these around. We can rip the label off, and then we got actually badass little shot glasses around here, so that'll work pretty good. I were like the, it. Were they full, or were they just yeah. up past the label? No, they. I would say they were full. They're pretty close to fall, at least. Um. So yeah, we're just gonna kind of wing this whole uh, this whole episode. But there's a there's a phrase that I ran across the other day that I've I've heard a long time ago. Um, but it just kind of took on some new meaning lately. Uh, a, a harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a very dangerous man who has that under voluntary control. Would you? Uh, that's not a very elegant. That's. I don't think that's the original saying. Because I, I knew what saying you were talking about. What as soon as I saw the the a harmless man on there. Right. This was just supposed. I just googled harmless man because that was uh yeah what I was looking for. But this was the idea of it. Yeah. This yeah. is the extent of what the what a, you know that phrase that I was saying. But would you agree with that statement? Say it again. A harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a very dangerous man who has that under voluntary control. Hmm. I know what they're going with. I don't like the way this one is worded. It says Why not? because I don't know the way I hear I'm hearing it is to say to in order to be a good man you have to also be dangerous but not act on those. Right. But I think what they're saying is they're bringing it back to the... Yeah, that's why I know what they're saying, but that's why I don't like the way this this particular one is worded. I've seen others that are better worded. Yeah. Better, better worded. God, I'm fucking stupid. So what you're saying is there, you, you essentially take this to mean a harmless man can't be a good man. Which is I think is patently false. I don't. I don't understand. I'm, that that sentence there throws me off. It's confusing me. What a harmless man can't be a good man. Yeah. Um, meaning somebody that's. I weak. think there's more to it. That's that's. There's more to it than that. Yeah, that's what. I I gotta find the other the other quote that puts it better. Okay. All right. Well, you. Look I probably for it, but, won't be able to. But. Um. Anyways, I, I I frankly agree with the statement, and and that's not to say that that a harmless man it can't be a good man. I I think that's that's the part of the statement that you don't agree with, but I think a, a man that is that is unwilling to to at some point commit violence in any shape or form to protect what he what he believes in. And what the things that he loves, and the, and then the, and what he stands up for. Like, if a man isn't willing to go there, are they truly are they truly a good man? Like, if they're not willing to stand up and fight for what they believe in, are they just existing and they're neither good nor bad? They're just just there. I don't know. But and I think this goes back to because I know a lot of people that are like he's a good dude, but they're sure shit not dangerous, right? But at some point, 
I guess I'll bring it essentially what this is talking about. This is from from the this is the the epitome of what a man was like back in the day. The a man the, the man was the head of the household. The man was in charge of protecting that household from all thing from all threats even when life was a, a lot more dangerous than it, than it is now. Like us in the US of A, we get, you know, we freaking live a cushy life. There's people that that are anti-violence of any any means whatsoever and if someone breaks into their house please take whatever you want and they're not going they're not they're not equipped to protect themselves or their family um and i think that's what this was going back to is a little bit of you know the old school thinking but i think there's a lot to be said for that nowadays like there's american society is vitally in need of truly masculine men good men um, to, to keep on that, oh, how should I say it? The, the, the truly good masculine, um, side of America, I guess. I don't know. That's kind of, I guess what I was thinking of, like this, this quote that you were just reading was from Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. The ones I'm more, what I was thinking of was more along the self-defense lines, which were. I don't know the exact quotes, but they're talking, they're saying all these people are claiming to be peaceful, but you're not peaceful if you're just, if you're also harmless, you're just, you're just harmless. You're not peaceful by choice. You're a better man if you're peace, you're harmful or if you're dangerous and peaceful than if you are, than you are if you were harmless and peaceful because you're not peaceful by choice obviously you're just harmless you're just existing right yeah that's that's yeah you kind of the same thing but you explained it a lot better i guess than i than i did but that's a yeah i would totally and i would totally agree with that i mean there's um you know nowadays in society we we deal with so many what is they're not they're not masculine men they're they're just weak men um and it's not necessarily, it is by choice, a lot of them. Um, but it's also just the generation that they, that they raise, they are just weak. Yeah, but I like your, I like your definition of it, of it better. That's a, your explanation of it. That's a, I would, I would totally agree with that. I would totally agree with that. And I think we need more, we need more of that in America nowadays. You know, men that, that have their, they're they're able to to go there, but they voluntarily keep it under control. I think that's I think that's important for yes. And of course, I haven't. Do you listen to Jordan Peterson at all ever? Um, I've listened to maybe a few minutes of his stuff, but yeah, he's uh, he happens to be in my in my YouTube al- YouTube algorithm um, for some reason. So I run across a lot of his stuff, and I find him. I, I really don't. I know there's a lot of uh, controversy around him. Um, and I don't really have a opinion on that, but everything that I've, most of the stuff that I've seen him speak on, I generally agree with. I, so yeah. I'm wondering if there's more, cause I don't quotes like that, this one, I need to hear more of what someone like him is talking about. I need more context there because him, I'm, he's obviously not talking about He's not a self-defense instructor or anything like that. He's a, a a speaker, right? 
So I, I would like to, I wonder what more there is I bet he if, has to say about that. I bet if you're on YouTube, you Googled uh, Jordan Peterson, a harmless man, it would bring up, I'm sure, bring up the full clip. And and generally, like I said, most of the stuff that I hit, that I've heard him talk about, I, I generally agreed with. And, and it, he's usually, he usually brings up um, some ex- excellent points. I don't know if he's like a psychologist or um, and what exactly he is, or I'm not sure. But I've always found uh, found his his content um, pretty interesting. But uh, speaking of other um, supposedly harmless men, um, did you see the the Baldwin uh, interview? I've seen bits and pieces of it. And the other day, I was wor- I was working with Moody, and I was scrolling through Facebook while we were driving out to Adams to side, and I scrolled across a clip of it where. The interviewer, Stephanopoulos, I think, asked mm-hmm. him if he felt guilty. Yep. And he was like, nope, I don't feel guilty. That was just fucking appalled at that. Right. I, how can you have no guilt about that? Obviously, he shouldn't have taken an interview. I'm sure his lawyers would have murdered him if he would have said yes for that because that was that would have been damning for him in court if he were to say, yes, I feel guilty because that would be kind of admitting a little bit of fault. So they were just like, absolutely no. No admission of any kind of fault at all here. Probably. But I, Baldwin is one of those people that before, like when this happened, everyone was like, it couldn't have happened to anyone better because he's just a dirtbag person and he's a piece of shit and anti-gunner. And I never really had any opinion on him before this. Right. Because I never paid any attention to him about that. Right. So... When this happened, I was, everyone was saying that I was like, "I don't, I don't know the guy. I don't really have any real opinion on him." But after seeing that interview, I can, yep, I can dirtbag. You kill somebody and injure another, right? And you, it was at your hands, and you don't feel any guilt. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't know who his uh, PR person is um, or that told him to word it that way, or thought that this interview would be a good idea. But I have not seen one good reaction to that interview. He just, it was a, it was a huge mistake, I think, to go on there because now, just like you said, you, it, the gun was in his his hand. He pointed it at them, and he 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 blatantly denied. He said, "I absolutely did not pull the trigger. You did something, whether you pulled the trigger or dropped the hammer, one of the two. Well, he he admitted to dropping the hammer. Well, then that's the that's this. Did he? he? Yeah, yeah. Then that's in that f- same interview. He was like trying. He was he was claiming that he was talking to the cinematographer or whatever, and she wanted him to pull the hammer back a little bit for the shot. I think, and he was asking, "Can you see it? Can you see it?" And then he dropped it, and that's when it went off. Then he just f-ing admitted that is pretty much yeah that what he admitted to there was that is. It, the very least involuntary manslaughter. Yeah. Period. Um, and, and the fact that he claims that he he feels no guilt about, uh, frankly, I think he's lying. He can't. He might. He might There's be telling. No way. He might be telling that to himself. But the fact of the matter is, he was handed a gun. He did not double check it. He had his finger on the trigger because, in 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 order for the hammer to drop, the trigger has to be pulled. So whether he well, has that, that that depends on what they were using on the older, which it was probably it was a replica 
single action revolver. Okay. Which, well, that's what I've heard anyways, which should have that safety mechanism built into them. Like back before this, the replicas and before they updated them and everything, when you see in the Westerns when they're fanning the, the right. hammer, right. those didn't have that. So they could do that shit. They could... So the trigger didn't have to be pulled. They could just. That, that's how I understood it, which I don't know a goddamn thing about. See, I, I old I, revolvers, I, but that's how I understood it. Is up to a point you could do that, but then they updated them and all the repl- replicas and stuff, which I'm sure that's what it was. Hmm. Have that so you cannot do that. So that would mean he wouldn't. If it had that mechanism, he wouldn't have been able. If he had pulled the hammer all the way back, he wouldn't have been then able to it drop would, it. Then it wouldn't have dropped. So either he hold he held it just outside or just inside of that range where it locks, or he had his or he pulled the trigger, which I can totally see him because I was watching on the interview. He was like, "I would never pull the trigger," and he was moving his whole hand right. to simulate pulling the trigger. So clearly, he does. He's not. He doesn't have a great trigger finger. He's not. No. Doesn't have that much dexterity or whatever. Right, and to another another. Th- thought he very well may have convinced himself that he was not in the wrong. Like I know when traumatic experiences happen like this and you go over and over and over and over in your brain, the thing that you want to be, to be true. A lot of times you'll convince yourself. I know there's no way I pulled the trigger. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And you just keep saying that until that, that even if it's not true, becomes true in your brain. So that may be, but he's stuck in the denial phase of of grief. What's that? The third phase of grief, or whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. On which I think, phase it is. But. I think. I think that's. I think it's a third and third, and then bargaining, and then acceptance. Yeah, that very well could be. I think. Could but be wrong. either way, he broke. He he didn't treat the gun at it, if as it was loaded. He pointed it in a direction that was unsafe, and whether he had his finger off the trigger or on the hammer, one or the other. That's three out of the four gun safety rules. Uh, right. You know, know your target, I guess. He he basically broke every single gun safety rule there is. So whether he feels guilty or whether he says he feels guilty or not, frankly, I I don't know how you couldn't. Um, what, you know, you, you, you would have to. But either way, um, the fact that he hasn't been charged, I think, is... Because if anybody, if somebody walked into my gun shop and I accidentally shot them, whether, even if it was on video and it's purely 100% accidental, I would be charged with involuntary. Right. What kind of precedent does this send? Right. Now you can just be like, I didn't, I didn't pull to. the trigger. I didn't mean to. I was, we yeah. were, he was videotaping me. We were making a video. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But who knows how many, um, Hollywood protects their own. So who knows how many big wigs and people with money and are leaning on who and the prosecutors and the the police and all this shit to to keep him out of prison. But who the hell knows? But yeah, it does set a horrible, horrible precedence. I definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, One thing that bothers me about it is everyone is saying it's not his fault. It's the armorer's fault. It's not one person or the other's fault. It's it can it can be both of their faults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't have happened if the armor had if there had been no live ammunition on the on the set. That's true. It wouldn't have also have happened if Baldwin had followed the gun safety rules. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. It also wouldn't have happened if the production, aka Alec Baldwin, would have fucking had qualified personnel on the set. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Did you see now he wants to require Hollywood to require policemen? Yeah, to check on the all guns. the sets, as if policemen are somehow so much more qualified than fucking armorers. Uh, yeah, just yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of policemen that, and, and I I I back to blue, but there's a lot of policemen that are absolutely dense when it comes to gun safety. Not just law enforcement either, military. There, and then they they tout that as some kind of qualification, right? Like you went through the minimal minimal training right with these firearms you don't know dick about them i'm sorry and, uh, i was talking to a, a guy from uh that works at a gun shop in des moines last night we were out to dinner and we got to talking about bad gun shop stories and he was saying uh, this old cop he walks in there he was ass crack carrying an old revolver like a 38 revolver he's gonna have some range time so he pulls it out of his ass, flags him right across the freaking counter, you know, sets it on there. It's probably freaking loaded, all this shit. And he's like, oh, don't worry, son. I've been I've been shooting a gun for 40 years. It's like, that doesn't give you any right to say f*** the rules, man. Like, that's... Right? That's a terrifying statement. Whenever anybody... Whenever I hear that, I just assume you don't know what you're doing. the worst, yeah. I've been shooting since I was five years old. Okay, well, you're not handling my firearms today. Right. He also mentioned that generally the people that are the safest with or listen to you, the, he's a range. He, they work at the, at the range down there. They have a gun, a range in the gun shop. And he was saying usually the people that are the safest and listen to you the most are the brand new, the brand new people who have never handed a gun and they just want to be safe. So they listen and heed your, your, you know, your warnings and everything. And they usually do very well. And the people that are generally most dangerous are people that have just gotten a little bit too comfortable. So, oh, I know, I know what's up. It's all good, you know, and all this shit. And they're just doing, you know, they're way too comfortable and breaking all the rules. And I've been handling guns for 45 years and yeah. never had anything bad happen with them. So nothing ever can happen with it. Right. I hate that mentality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of bad things happening with guns, um, you said you hadn't heard too much about this, but the whole... Um, the Michigan school shooting suspect, you know, he 15 year old sophomore walked in. I saw a little bit about it, but not near as much. No. So any other school shooting anyways, right? He walked in, uh, and there is so many red flags in this story. It's just, it's just beyond ludicrous that this was even allowed to happen. But so a 15 year old, uh, walked out of the bathroom with a Springfield, uh, I don't know if it was a 1911 style gun or something like that. 15 round magazines ended up shooting like nine. Well, it wasn't nine, a 1911 if it had 15 rounds. Well, I guess he could have had extendo clips, huh? Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. I can't remember. It was. I know it was a Springfield, um, and it was just purchased on Black Friday, like four days previously. Um, and he ended he ended up shooting nine people. Uh, three of them initially passed away, and then uh, the fourth one passed away. I think. Uh, like a day after or something like that. I did see he was the one that tackled him, wasn't he? The yeah, the, the football, the football I think player. His name was Tate or something like that. Yeah. I think he was a sophomore. I did see that. Yeah, and that's that's good on that kid. I mean, I I, I can't imagine being put in that situation, and you know, he's the guy that runs towards it unarmed, and he ended up getting shot and, and giving his life for it. But you know, who who knows how many other how many other lives he saved? So. Um, good on that young man for sure. There was there was talk of uh, renaming the school after him. And I I think 
I think that'd be a, a pretty um, a neat thing for him to do. But there are so many red flags in this story. Um, they the there was all sorts of trouble with this kid um, previously in school. Um, the teachers knew there was issues with him. Um, at one point, like just the previous day, a teacher saw him shopping for ammo online, which is not, you know, he got a gun for Black Friday. Um, his dad, they went and bought him this gun. But it was well known to his parents as well as the school system that this kid has issues. What what his parents did, like why they thought it would be a good idea to buy their kid a pistol and then him give, you know, give him access to that whenever he wants it is beyond me. Um, but even that day, a teacher found a note that he wrote, uh, a drawing depicting uh, the voices won't stop blood everywhere, you know, pictures of drawn pictures of, of people laying around bleeding out, um, all this horrible shit. So they ended up calling his parents and they came in and had a meeting with him and the, the superintendent. And supposedly they have this stupid, they're super soft on stuff. Like I can't remember what they called it. Some sort of discipline that's like, it was progressive bullshit, essentially. So California discipline. Right. Essentially, they gave the parents option that you can take the kid with you or he can stay in school, which they told they told they literally told the parents, you have get your kid help within 24 hours. Your kid has issues. So at that point in time, the kid was with them in the office and he had the handgun in his bag. His parents knew all the shit that was going on. His parents also knew that he was shopping for ammo online. They did not search his bag. They did not ask him, and they left him in school, at which point, several, you know, an hour or two, a few hours later, the shooting happened, and his mother texted him, don't do it, when she heard that the school, that there was a school shooting. They knew as soon as they heard that it was their son, and they did absolutely nothing they knew he was troubled. They bought him a handgun, all this shit. So, like, when the news first broke that his parents were charged, I was obviously leery. I was like, you know, what the f***? I was just thinking that it was his dad's handgun, and, mm -hmm. you know, he had taken it, and that's what they were charging him for. But, no, his parents, I think, they charged him with involuntary manslaughter, and, frankly, I, I agree with it. Like, they, they were complacent and just a horrible... Absolutely no parenting given to this kid whatsoever, you know, and it's, and, and now countless people's lives are affected by it and, and ruined and it's uh super unfortunate, but you know where I see this going and there's already calls for it. Law, uh, lockup laws. Of course. Um, there was somebody arguing with me on Facebook about it on the Life Short Live Free page the other day. I saw that. You are on the wrong side of history. I'm a gun owner, and we should be, everybody should be locking their guns up. Jeez. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree that your guns should be locked up when you're not using them. But what I, what I vehemently disagree with is that the government should have any say whatsoever in what I do in my private home and what I do with my... Second Amendment constitutionally protected firearms. And the reason I'm so adamant about that is because it's a it's a slippery slope. Frankly, I feel that if there was if there was storage laws 
guess what? They're going to use them for inspection purposes. You know, I could see California uh, or, you know, Oregon or some shit um, enacting once a year, your guns will be inspected in your home and made sure that they're safe. Like, no, this, this has no part. So, um, like I said, I, we preach gun safety responsibility, you know, doing what you, you should be doing to secure your guns from any unauthorized, unauthorized users. But that is your responsibility. That's a personal, personal, um, that's your responsibility to be, to be doing, not any governments to be dictating that. And I don't understand why anybody would support those laws. I don't know. What's your thoughts on them? You have the same thoughts as me pretty much? or On the laws themselves? Right. I mean, I end every podcast with saying topple the government and defund the ATF. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was, I was pretty much what I thought you were going to say. No, I mean... I- I don't know. You, I, I know what you mean when you say everyone should lock up their guns. I don't lock up all my guns, obviously. Like at night, I have my pistol sitting right there in my nightstand. Well, well it's right. sitting there all the time, actually. But right. that's just where I keep it. And I but if I were to have children, obviously that would not be the case. Right. I would have other measures in place to make sure that they couldn't handle it. Right. And, and I'm sure shit wouldn't be buying my fucking crazy ass children handguns if I knew they were fucked in the head. <laughs> yeah, I I frankly I see this going very bad for the the parents. They were charged and uh they're on like 1 million dollar bail or something like that. Um so it's going to go very bad for them, but I also see this as the start of a push to um to all those ridiculous laws. Uh hopefully um like I said, we're 100% for locking your guns up, but that's nobody's business except yours. And and if you if you are negligent and ignorant and you allow someone access to the, the to those guns, that's on you. That's 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 just the way that it is. Um personal responsibility. We preach that time and time again on this show. So um well, one thing I saw in that argument you were having <clears throat> She mentioned that Florida and Texas have lockup laws. Mm. Is that true? They have. I I I just very quickly Google it, and and it's not a Texas. I didn't look into the Florida, um, but Texas, they not necessarily necessarily lockup laws, but they're somewhere along the lines of you you have to secure them from unauthorized users. Um, so basically you're at fault if you're negligent and allowing your basically your fucked up in the head person access to your guns and you and you if they can prove that you should have known or you did know that this person was a danger and you allowed them access to those weapons so it's not necessarily you have to have all these guns locked up that was my understanding of it yeah, that's a, this says a person who leaves stores or leaves on a premise under his or her control a loaded firearm and who knows or reasonably should know that a minor is likely to gain access to the firearm without lawful permission of the minor's parent or the person having charge of the minor, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so it if there's if you think that a child should get a hold of your firearm right. or and believe that one should, then you should have it locked up is what it's saying. It's not absolutely have it locked up 100% of the time mm-hmm. no matter who you are. 
Yeah, and frankly, um, there's not... What movie was I watching? Or a show the other day, a brand new gun owner. I just, uh, I think it was iZombie or whatever. You ever, ever watch that show? I watched like 10 minutes of it when I came over to your house one time and it was fucking terrible. Oh, and, you, and you were like, it's not usually this bad, I swear. <laughs> and I didn't believe you. Anyway, me and the old lady, we started watching it again just for shits and giggles. It's entertaining. But anyway, he, the guy in there is a new gun owner. He just got his gun and somebody broke into his house and he had to run upstairs and slam his door and he, grab his gun. And then he had to load the mag quick and he had to, he only got three rounds in there. And so the point of the, you know, the point of the, the moral of the story is there's no point in, in, in keeping your gun so secured and locked up that you can't access it in a, in a, in a time of need. Right. I mean, that kind of defeats the entire purpose of, um, and actually I was just speaking to my, well, I won't, I won't say who I was speaking to somebody, um, just recently they're, someone asked them to clean clean their guns and handed them their guns and they said they well I don't how do you check if it's loaded what do you have a fucking gun for you can't you don't even you don't even know how to I've witnessed that myself function the gun um there's and I and I said that's it's beyond pointless for for them to have that because if the point and I know why they do have it in an emergency you know something happens I can go and grab it Guess what? You're not going to know how to function the gun anyways. And especially in a time of when you're, you know, your emotions are through the roof and your adrenaline's flowing, you're not going to be able to function that thing at all. So it's pointless for you to have it with if you don't know how to use it. I've witnessed that myself and it was somebody with a 1911. Wow. They didn't know how to operate it and they handed it to somebody and they checked if the chamber was loaded and that confused him. He was like, "How do you know if it's loaded? How do you check the chamber?" Yeah. What do you mean? How do you check the chamber? You <laughs> you check the chamber. That's it, it's, it's yeah. The three words are right there. You check the chamber. Right. And you know, now that I think about it, when we didn't grow up with guns, so like we were just I was introduced to them, you know, I got my first pistol like in 2011 maybe. Yeah, I think 2011 or so. Um but you know, as a new gun owner, you don't know how they work. You know, it's kind of a mystery to to you. And when we're so involved with them, like every single day, they're part of our lives. Like it's easy for us to forget that not everybody. But that's but not once have even right. when I didn't know dick shit about them, I still knew how to check if one was right. loaded. And that's your responsibility when you purchase a gun to learn how to use it responsibly and to be safe with it. Um, that's that's a huge a huge part of. Of um, you know, owning a gun, and frankly, you're not doing your yourself or anybody uh, service if you're <laughs> if you don't know what the f- you're doing with it. That's for damn sure. But haven't Segway. used this in a while. That was easy. Oh yeah. Want to do some weird news box? We don't have a weird news introduction, do we? No, we don't. We need to get one. Huh. I'll tell. I'll tell you what. This is. I got. I, I think I topped Johnson um, on on the weird news because this one is, uh, it's it's a doozy. So uh, actually, Toad sent me this the other day. Uh, <laughs> the bomb ca- the bomb squad was called in after a man slips and falls, lodging a World War II shell inside inside his bottom. 
It's got to be satire. <laughs> no, I this is this is legit. This is in the UK. A bomb squad was recently called out to Gloucestershire A&E department after a man arrived with a World War II shell lodged inside his rectum. Explosive experts from the Army Explosive Ordnance Disposal Team rushed to Gloucestershire Royal Hospital in Gloucester after or in Glock yeah, Gloucester, after medics there feared the 57-milliliter shell could be on the verge of exploding inside the unnamed man. Milliliter? Uh, millimeter. You said milliliter. Oh, did I? Yeah, I was confused. Be on the verge of exploding inside the unnamed man's backside. 57 millimeter. <laughs> that's a fucking... That is a, that is a shell, man. That is a... The man who said to, who is said to be a collector of military items claimed he slipped and fell on a six-centimeter armor-piercing projectile, which subsequently became stuck up his bottom. Slipped and fell. My <laughs> f***ing ass you did, dude. He, and he just happened to be... Uh, what is he, also an archaeologist? I, he also happened to be naked at the time, I'm sure, because yeah. <laughs> he sought medical assistance after realizing he couldn't get it out. Uh, the guy said he found the shell when he was having a, and when he was clearing out some of his stuff. He said he put it on the floor and then he slipped and fell up, uh, fell on it, and oh, it, went, it was his, and it went up his ass. He he was in a considerable amount of pain. Um, the police uh, spokesperson informed uh, the newspaper that the item had been removed prior to police arrival and that they disturb it. They disturb determined that it was just the the shell or the, the projectile. Casing. The oh, the projectile. It wasn't the, so there wasn't no, um, no, it said it was a solid shot round. It was chunky pointed, pointed lump of lead designed to rip through a tank's armor. So he's using a chunk of lead as a dildo, essentially. Like, I don't know what to believe here. <laughs> like, I want to say that, that was totally not an accident, but why would you do that? I, uh, people are so fucked up. What? Why, yeah, why wouldn't you, like, I, I'm not going to judge, man. If that's what you're into, that's your thing. Go and buy. Like, I'm going to judge. <laughs> there's there's Amazon for a reason, man. You can buy whatever the hell you want and have it discreetly shipped to your house. If you want to do something like that, get the real shit instead of a chunk of lead. God damn. Like, does this has this man never heard of lead poisoning? Like, uh, I can't even... I can't even like uh oh my lord. So it was like already fired? Yeah, my or was under- it just one that had never been used? My understanding they... it was just a projectile itself. Well, yeah. But one that had been recovered after it had been fired or one that was just removed from a from uh, an actual unfired shell. I don't know. They didn't the article didn't specify. Uh-huh. Either way. Because I wonder because if it'd been fired, there it was probably not very smooth anymore. Mangled up and shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. It just happened to have a condom on it. So, yeah. sir, sir, you're telling me, yeah, I don't know what, why there just happened to be a condom somewhere in the area and just somehow, somehow got between my butthole and the projectile. <laughs> What's all this lube? Oh, I already had that. that. I was, that was in my back pocket. I was just carrying that. That's my emergency lube. I got explosive diarrhea. My butt was sore. So I had been lubing it up real good every time. <laughs> oh my God. This got weird. Fucking <laughs> Europeans. Fucking Europeans. See, that's why we that's why we kicked them to the curb in seventy six. Yeah. They're a bunch of perverts. <laughs> Ooh, we're European. Let's jam it oh, fucking World War II shells up our ass. <laughs> uh well well, I think uh you got anything else to chat about today, Box? I think that's about that's about all she wrote for the uh the Sam and Box show. I didn't have much to chat about when I got here, so 
Yeah, we got a we got about an hour in though. That's not bad. Not not bad for for the two man show. Um, but yeah, we're gonna call her an episode. But guys, make sure you're checking out our sponsors, Ballistic Imagery at ballisticimagery.com and and uh, Shyworks at shyworks.com, as well as on their social medias. And um, if you guys enjoy the show and you want to help support us, you can uh, you can support us for as little as a less than a cup of coffee a day, actually, little as fifty cents an episode. Um, and you also get some some goodies in return for that. Uh, so go and check out our uh, subscribe star. Search Life Short Live Free, or you can find the link on our on our website. Also, if you uh, enjoy the freedom lifestyle, make sure you're checking out lifeshortlivefree.com slash community. And you can join our forum there um, and hang out with some some like-minded individuals as, as well as just the, uh, the normal website, lifeshortlivefree.com. You can find all sorts of... Uh, several shirts and patches and and goodies on there so uh go and check go and check that out so got anything to add box nope all righty all right well guys it was a fun one thanks for sticking around we'll be back in two weeks make sure you're checking us out every other wednesday night on uh lifeshortlivefree.com as well as on our facebook and youtube we live stream the episode at 8 30 p.m central time and you can join in on the conversation talk about gears and beers and uh all sorts of freedom related stuff and um, yeah just like I said join in on the conversation with everybody that's always a good time so anyways guys thanks for sticking around so we talk to you again remember life short live free God bless God bless the United States of America on the ATF and uh, get rid of the CIA and repeal the NFA <laughs> <laughs>